Alrighty, boys and girls, okay, is everything working right? I think so. I think that's good. Uh, today we are drinking Foster's. I have about a quarter of it left, and then I'm going to switch over to my dickle fucking whiskey. From Tennessee. Um, I already poured my glass. It's on ice in the fridge. It's currently 6 o'clock, so it's... It's probably not the best. It's probably not great for me health-wise, but hey, 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 we're gonna we're gonna pump through that. No big deal. Uh, shit, that was me moving my laptop closer to me. Uh, what do we want to start with today? Let's start politics. Yes, 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 yes. I think we have a good segue from politics over to the NFL. I think we're gonna keep it mostly that. Let's start with Peacemaker. We'll do that. Entertainment-wise. Peacemaker just came out. I fucking love it. I am a huge fan. I still have to watch Righteous Gemstones in 1883. I'll get to those soon. Uh, I'm almost done with Mayor of Kingstown, which is fucking garbage. Uh, it's literally like um, Grand Theft Auto, except you don't get to play the game at all. So you're just watching the shitty dialogue they had in Grand Theft Auto and watching this guy drive around from point A to point B, not shooting or killing or robbing people, just doing these like weird tasks. So he basically goes from like one guy, he's like got different gang members that he's trying to keep the peace between all the different gangs. So he drives from one guy who's like, oh, I want you to do this. And then he goes and does it and then talks to another guy and that guy's like, oh, I want you to do this. And he goes and does, does it. It's the simplest fucking show ever. And it literally the side quests he does are the exact same bullshit that you would see in Grand Theft Auto. Like, oh, drive my kid to a hockey game and then fight white supremacists there. Because that's what happens at every hockey game in Detroit, I guess. And he does it. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that was sweet. Uh, the fuck are we watching here? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of like point A, point B, 90% of the show is him in his car getting phone calls and hanging up yelling fuck and then having to go get another side quest mission. It's, it's not good. And like the few like character building moments where it's like calm and like he might learn something. It's all him feeding a bear like junk food. He's like, oh, I'm sad, but I'm going to grow this bear. So here's marshmallows. Here's French fries. Here's seeds. Here's whatever. And you're like, what the fuck? I don't care about this bear. Uh, so that's fun. Um, next is Peacemaker. Fucking hilarious. A lot of people hate John Cena. Look. That's that's fair. But it's a very good show. James Gunn fucking crushes it. Fucking director-writer of Scooby-Doo and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, show is so funny. The opening uh, credit scene... And this is not a knock on the rest of the show. 99% of the time it would be is possibly the funniest part of the show. I have not skipped it yet out of all three episodes. It's so fucking funny. Um, the only problem is the show has the like very DC extended universe feel to it. So you still have that like, oh, we're not going to go like a little bit sci-fi, but in a way that people could still understand. We're going to go so far fucking sci-fi that it's just silly. And you just have to jump on board. It's like, I don't want to jump on board. I really like just Peacemaker and Vigilante and his crew. 
all fucking fighting and squabbling and like fighting people. I don't need like alien butterflies that infect people's brains. It's just, I'm just like, great. I don't, I don't care for this. I didn't come to the show for this. I came to the show to watch John Cena be hilarious and beat people up and be jacked as shit. Uh, which they give you all that. And then they just throw in this extra shit that you don't really need. Um, but that being said, great show. Highly recommend. Like I said, I'll get to Gemstones Season 2 and 1883 soon. What else have I been watching? Blacklist. It's still... It's the same. I don't know why I still watch it. Every episode for since 2012 or whenever it started is the exact fucking same. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, the South Park special events were fucking awesome. I loved what they did. I loved how they made fun of COVID. Um... I get that they had to make fun of people not taking the vaccine too, but they didn't really have to do that. I mean, their whole stance, 90% of the show is about how stupid we are with COVID. And then it's like, oh, you're selfish for not taking the vaccine. I was like, all right, great. I'm so happy you try to keep that part of your audience happy. Um, I have a list of all the shows I'm watching. I should go see it. Uh, Nine or Seven Perfect Strangers, pretty good. Uh, getting a little weird, but it's fine. All right. Politics, politics, politics. Uh, black people. Hey, you won this week. You found out that a criminal is more important than Martin Luther King. Way to go. Joe Biden said more of an impact was George Floyd's death than MLK's. So that's, that's good. That's a smart thing to say. I know I've mentioned it on here before, but like a lot of people are like, well, it wasn't him. It was his speechwriters. And it's just like, yo, one time, one time, just, and this would have been a great one. Like you say those words and you don't just go, wait, what the fuck did someone write for me to say? Like, I get it. You get in a groove and you just randomly say it. But the second they come out of your mouth, the fact that Joe Biden was in like, wait, motherfucker, who signed off on the speech? Who said this was a smart thing to say? Um, completely ridiculous. Uh, just the silliest fucking thing i've ever seen um i'm not black but i assume black people aren't stoked on that or at least shouldn't be one guy's like a criminal that tried to kill a pregnant lady and the other guy's like the most influential figure in the social justice movement and the rights for fight for equality uh seems like different things that one slightly better. Anyways, uh, the Equal Fucking Voter Rights Act. People are freaking out, threatening to kill the two Democrats that are stopping it from passing. Um, that's silly. <laughs> I mean, first off, Democrat shit never works how they plan. Like, every time they do something like this and they're like, oh, if we make this happen, we're going to win every election forever. It's like, yeah, it works for like an election cycle or two. Probably won't work. It worked in the last election cycle. Great. You stole the election by making all this shit legal and just spending money and sending people to voters houses and filling out their ballots for them. Good on you. But do you really think Republicans aren't going to start doing the same thing at some point? It's like Pepsi and Coke fighting. 
Pepsi doesn't just give up because they're in second place. So yeah, like Coke, you might own all these politicians, but Pepsi's still good by their own. They're still good by Republicans. They're going to send people to all these people's houses and fill out their ballots. And it's just going to be, oh, the price to own a senator went from $100 million to $600 million. The price to own a president went from a couple billion to $10 billion. You know, this isn't, this isn't good. It's just adding corruption on every level of our government and putting more of a price tag so that these elected politicians are even more puppets than they are today. You know, the only thing I actually think it would help Republicans more uh, because literacy rates in Democrat sectors are lower than Republicans. So you could just send people over and say, yeah, that's that's the Democrat. That's who you should vote for. And it's the Republicans name and they won't know the fucking difference. And so you could basically just swoop in and steal. It'll be like capture the flag. How many people in Democrat sections in poor Democrat areas can you steal votes from? Uh, And I assume quite a bit. So. That's going to be the whole game, which is not how elections should work. It shouldn't be tricking poor people into voting. Um, that's kind of why we had rules on who gets to vote and poor people couldn't do it because they were poor and didn't have time to learn about what was going on. I mean, you see it with rich people, too. I just saw it with Joe Rogan and Jim Gaffigan talking. They're like, yeah. I have problems with Obama's policies, but he was so presidential. I'd vote for him again. It's like, wait, you had problems with the rules he passed for you to follow. But because he spoke nicely, you say, fuck it. I'm in round two. Let's great. I don't care how many taxes you steal from me. I want another. Thank you. That's silly. That's stupid. And another thing they got into, I feel like I talked about this on the last podcast. Whatever. They got into, like, food stamps, and Joe Rogan was like, oh, my God, I love food stamps. My mom and I were on food stamps when I was a kid, which food stamps have completely changed from what they were when he was a kid to now. Now you can buy fucking cocaine and cigarettes and booze and fucking strip club meals. What the fuck ever. It's insane. You couldn't do that back then. It was for food. Um, but, what the fuck? Like, that... It's not their job. The government's job isn't to feed everyone. That's the community. Your community and your church and stuff like that should do the feeding. We want people to do outreach in their community and get to know people in their community. So that makes you feel like you're all together and you protect each other and you look out for each other and you work for each other. People are like, oh, why are we so divided? I don't even know the people in my neighborhood. That never used to happen. You used to know everyone. You used to know their kids. You would try to keep each other's kids out of trouble. You knew all the homeless people. You would try to get them food. You would get them at churches. You know, if a woman and her son, like Joe Rogan and his mom, were fucking um, poor and didn't have food, at least they would go to a church or go to a food bank and see people. And they would see them every couple of days, every week. And they would know if Joe Rogan's mom's getting beat by a boyfriend or anything like that and could reach out and help in more ways than just food. Or, hey, 
you come by here a lot. You're a nice person. I found this job that people want. Do you want the Yeah, I want the job. Okay. Compared to sending through the mail food stamps. Or now I think it's an app. You could just get them on your phone. Like, <laughs> first off, you're poor. Why do you have a smartphone? But the food stamps he was talking about and the food stamps of today, 100% different and destroys communities and leads to division. It used to be, oh, they're a Democrat, they're a Republican, but we work together. He looks out for my kids. He's not a bad guy. He's just slightly off on this or slightly off on that. But now there's such a chasm between us that the fuck you want us to do? And this won't be the last time we talk about food stamps. We're going to slowly go into uh, politics, into the NFL, because it's that time of year again. Yay, let's complain about racism in the NFL. Right before we have all the people who have earned through hard work making it into the playoffs, we spend a whole day talking about how racist the NFL is for not having more black coaches. The argument they use is 70% of the players are black, but we don't have that many black coaches. Do you know how many that would be? 22. 22 black coaches. That means we have to fire another 11 white coaches. And then find 21 black coaches worth a shit in the NFL. To be equal. And now I have liberal friends that, well, that's a straw man argument. Everyone talks about it. Pat McAfee, Colin Cowherd, A.J. Hawk, uh, the Dallas fan that always screams, Stephen A. Smith, all say the same stats. 70%, 70%, 70%. Why do they say that? Because they can't go off the fact that there's only 20% of Americans are black. Because then we'd be way closer. I mean, we had four coaches. I'm not going to do the math right now. 32, four divided by 32. We had three black coaches, four. I think we had four. I think three got fired. So that would have been 13%. So we were 7% off. That's pretty good. But now we're 60% off. Oh, that's horrible. And if you go off the whole population, you should have some Asian coaches. You should have some Indian coaches. You should have some Mexican coaches. We got none of those. I, they don't play fucking football. That's why. My friend Josh Oak has been coaching for 10 years. He's at, like, Trinity College. No one gives a fuck about him. Sorry, guys. Sometimes it takes time. Um, and no one talks about it. Okay, the minimum salary in the NFL, $660,000. So you're giving it... You're giving that to 70% black players. And it rises. Obviously, 66000 is the minimum. So not only did these kids have four years, five years if they wanted in college, where they get free housing, free food, all this fucking shit, free travel, get to see America. Then they get a free education on top of that, which they can choose to use to get some good education and go back and help their community after football's done. Or they could fuck around and just bank on the NFL. So all that, which I assume is also more black in college. I assume it's about 70% black there too. So we're giving a huge chunk to black people, even though they only, that's 50% more than the 20% they are of the population. Then in the NFL, you get 66 or $660,000 minimum. So that's not counting all the super rich people who do commercials and all sorts of shit, do fucking side gigs and signing stuff or Getting money from uh, signature selection, playing cards, all that fucking bullshit. 
So all this is mostly helping black people compared to white people. And there's not just a few people in the NFL. It's 1,700 starters. So <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, I know it's not a huge amount of people when you think about it, but over 50 years or whatever, this is life-changing. And it's not just the NFL, it's NBA, all this different shit. So, and to get these kids to the NFL, you have to give so many more the college opportunity. So in college, all these kids are getting scholarships, food, housing, all that shit. Soon it'll be NIL too. So if only a thousand some thousand seven hundred get paid in the NFL, that's probably a hundred thousand that get free shit in college. So it's not an insignificant number, and this is every year. So it's compounding over time this unequal extra pay for black people. I get it. It's mostly black men, but I'm sure black women and basketball, mostly college and WNBA. Like all these black guys who have different baby mamas, they're all getting checks from them too. Uh, which sounds racist, but also is a fact. So get the fuck off my ass. Um, so yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid that every announcer brings up the 70% because it protects them from all these logical arguments. And then the, then they get come at me and say, I'm making a straw man. It's your argument. You're trying to move the conversation. Not me. You're trying to make the NFL seem like racist people. Everyone has a sticker that says end racism or says it on their field. And then you want to turn around and say these are a bunch of racists. I don't remember the KKK on the back of their hoods having stickers that said end racism. I, I mean... I don't remember the KKK having a sticker that says end racism and paying black people millions of dollars than to be racist towards them. I just, and you never see it. And I agree. I agree with the people that say it's a straw man argument, but it's an argument that you make that's good. Move the conversation and do all this bullshit to make black people feel like they're oppressed and get us in more trouble. And it's going to, all, all these straw man arguments, it was like gay marriage. No one thought anyone ever wanted gay marriage. Well, it was a straw man argument. And then it slowly moved and now it's fucking legal. Same with marijuana. Same with all sorts of fucking sh- transgenders. What the fuck ever? All this crazy bullshit all started somewhere as a straw man argument. And then slowly moved until it was normal. And then it was like, okay, we're doing a quota system. And if I was the NFLPA, I would push for it. You know it's in the zeitgeist. You know everyone's hearing about it and saying, yeah, maybe it is unfair. You know all the idiots out there. Yeah, maybe it is unfair. There should be more black coaches. No, no, no. It's not right. It should be qualified coaches. And if I'm the FLPA, I would say next time there's a meeting, next time they're discussing the new contract with them and all that shit, say, okay, we want somebody, we want a quota. We want as many black coaches as are our black player, a percentage equal as a give back. So yeah, okay, we're going to argue this to get more on our side, and then when you say no to that, we'll fight you, but we're not going to die on that hill, and then 20 years from now, they might die on that hill. Because they have so much fucking money. Because all the college kids are going to come in with millions of dollars, so who? they don't fucking care. Because we're going to have a social credit score that dictates everything. So if you, you're an NFL player that fought for fucking equal 
percentages and coaches, you're a good guy. And like I've said before, how many CEOs of like fast food joints were fry cooks? None. They're completely different jobs. Running a business and being the labor, completely fucking different. You don't have to be able to read to be able to be a running back. But to run a whole team, to get all those emails, all those messages from other teams and other players and all this shit, you got to be able to read. Uh, it's just annoying. And let's look at the one league in history that was 100% black coaches and players, the Negro League. You want to go back to that? That's your stance? And I do think, I think it, that we're going to slip back into politics here, but we look at me and my friends got on this whole argument and then they brought up medium household income and like blacks are the lowest. They don't bring up food stamps in that. Food stamps aren't counted as income. That's a few grand extra a year. And they, they're like 27% of the people that take food stamps. Whites are only 30. So they way overrepresented that would move up their medium income quite a bit and much closer. And no, we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't make these, oh, look at the medium incomes, how horrible. No, 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 you only look at like parts of the equation to feel better about your argument. That's fucking stupid. And I do want to say, so we've had these exoduses from like LA, California in general, New York in general. All these people somehow were smart enough to be like, oh, these programs we have in New York and California aren't going to be good for us. Let's get out of here. But black people who believe there's a system at place that's okay with them being murdered and okay with them being prejudiced to a point that they're not in the best country in the world for them, don't leave. First off, I've never gotten an answer for a country that's better for them to live in. Like, oh, okay, you think you think America's not good? Where, where should you live? Where do you want to live? I'm sure Black Lives Matter, who's worth couple billion dollars now can give you the money to go start a new life there. Well, it's not about that. What do you mean it's not? It has to be about that. We're just trying to make things better here. That's a stupid thing to say. That's a stupid... There's only there's limits to how good things can be, right? The world's strongest man. We, we get a little better, but we're not... Oh, this guy lifted 2,000 pounds, and now this guy lifts... 2,500, that's not, it's 2,010, 2,005 extra pounds. It's a 5, 10 pound difference. And yeah, we change our genetics and we have all these pills and supplements and more education. So it does grow throughout time. But so does the black experience in America. It has gotten incrementally better throughout time. But there's also a ceiling to how strong humans can get. A human's never going to be able to lift two semi-trucks in his hands. Right? So you should compare it to the rest of humanity. You should compare the strongest man to the rest of humanity and say, Oh, yeah. Wow, you are really impressive comparatively. And that's what America is. Compared to the rest of the world, we're very impressive with how we... I don't know. I don't want to say handle. That seems like a horrible word to use here. But how we interact with minorities in our country. We give so much back. And it's just always treated like we're fucking idiots. 
<sighs> this is gonna be seem like such a racist outrage fucking thing. And like ten years ago, this would have been normal speak. That's what's fucking insane. It's like, oh, this is the best country for black people. I'm very happy about that. I'm proud that America is the best country for black people and Mexican people and Asian people. I'm happy that every minority and everyone in the world wants to come here because we are the best towards every class, race, gender of people in the world. That should be a point of pride, not something we try and destroy to point out, oh, well, we can make it 50% better. You're out of your fucking mind. Out of your fucking mind. We could double it. And this this is what the whole coaching argument comes down to. Which ones? Who are you firing? Who's the other 21 coaches you're firing? And who do you have to replace them? Come on, Colin Coward. You're saying you want 70%. Give me names. Who am I firing? Who am I replacing them with? And if those teams don't make a playoffs in two years, you're fired. You never get to talk about sports again. That's fair. Two years? Matt Nagy made it in the playoffs. His second year with what's a backup quarterback right now. In the division with Aaron Rodgers. So you're saying that all these teams will be so much better off if they get just, just based on getting a coach with the right skin color. Then let's see it. Put your money where your mouth is. All right, here's 22 names. I want to see them in the league. And if they all don't make the playoffs in two years, I'm fucked out of a job. And there's 28 playoff spots. You know, I was going to be fair. I wanted to just say, you know what? Let's just take the 11 guys that are going to be new. And in two years, that's 20. So seven from the AFC, seven from the NFC. That's 14 spots. Over two years, that's 28 spots. Hey, you guys could get in. That's 11. 11 new black coaches. They can make it. But no, no, no. You have to say 70%. So let's see it. 22 to 28. You still have room for six white coaches to make it. How nice. How nice of you. But you're saying the NFL would be better. The quality of the show I'm watching. This is entertainment. This is entertainment. It's not about the sport. It's entertainment. That's the part about LeBron and Tom Brady that we all get wrong. They don't have the entertainment factors of players like Michael Jordan and Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It's like, great. They're good at their job. They're good at taking pay cuts or what the fuck, finding other teams to play on because they can't work with anyone they have. You know, that was the thing about Jordan that we never talk about. He played with so many different players. Yeah, he had Pippen. But the different centers, different guards, different everything. So, all right, I can make two players. Two players. Him and Pippen. And he said, I can make this a winning team. One without Rodman. One without anyone else you can name. He replaced him. Right? Kevin Durant has a four-man team he put together. He can't win. LeBron James has control of his whole fucking roster he can't win LeBron you're basically the owner of the team you can't win and you want to be compared to Michael Jordan when you put three players together you only won two and you want to be compared to Jordan get the fuck out of here you put three superstars together he put one other guy with him you pick two guys two of the best players and no one thought Pippen was great 
It wasn't, oh man, this motherfucker. He he went to a college I've never even heard of, I'm pretty sure. South Central fucking Michigan, some fucking bullshit. If I remember correctly. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen Last Dance. But it's not. <laughs> Whose names do you remember? Rodman? He won two with them. So everyone else was just any Tom, Dick, and Harry and him and Pippen could put it together and win. Get the fuck out of here telling me LeBron's as good as him. Tom Brady's having to take massive pay cuts. He's having to make his wide... Evans took a massive pay cut. Because that's how much help Tom Brady needs. He needs all that money to get a team together so he can fucking come back from behind and win games. And throw the ball extra. Aaron Rodgers, if he wins without taking a pay cut and not making Bakhtiari take a pay cut, he's the highest paid lineman in the league. Neither of them took a pay cut. And he's still... Driver... Devontae Adams didn't take a pay cut? And they're still this fucking good? No, why don't we talk about that? I forgot, this was this was all part of the whole coaching thing, and somehow I got off on a fucking tangent. Uh, I, there's still so much more. There's so much hate I have for this fucking argument of 70% players, we need 70% coaches. All these guys, Stephen A., everyone, I dare you. Put your name out there, you know, even if you put 22 names out there, how many of them will be laughed at? I'd say 18. You got like four coaches. Flores and Caldwell or whoever just got fired from Texas are back in. So they'll be, okay, we accept them. Okay, give me two wild card co- black coaches that you think should be given a shot. And everyone else after that, you're going to get laughed at. And that's what you're demanding people do risk their job to put in people that you would get laughed at for bringing up in an interview. Oh, do you want Harbaugh? No, we can't afford him. We got we got to fill 21 slots with people with a different skin tone. That's my argument. They don't suggest anyone to fire. They don't suggest anyone to hire. And they don't say these guys aren't going to be hired because of it. All right, let's get to the games. I'm fucking... It's been 30 minutes. Holy fuck. I've been on a racist rant that you could take a minute of any part. You could take one minute. You could probably take 30 seconds of any part of this rant and just get me canceled the fuck out of my life. I still stand by the overall point that this is silly. America is the best country for every minority. And everyone who thinks otherwise is a fucking dumbass. And also, you can leave. But no one ever fucking does. Fuck off. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I got in a fight with a kid because he's one of these climate change guys. And I did the whole argument of, okay, so when are we going to war with China and India? You know, well, we're not. Okay, well, they're like 40% of the world's CO2. They say they're not changing at all. In fact, they're going to ramp up how much CO2 they put in. So you believe that in 10 years, your four-year-old daughter, when she's 14, will be dead due to climate change. And you're not, you don't want to go to war with these guys? No. So you're fine with your daughter dying? No, I think we need to make changes. We can make all the changes that won't do anything. Like 12% of the world's carbon emissions. These guys are much more, and you don't want to go to war with them. Why? They're literally killing your daughter in your mind. I don't want to go with war with them either, to be fair. But I also don't believe in climate change, so or man-made climate change. Sorry, I have to be so fucking specific. All right. Oh, God, I can't wait for 
baseball to not be locked out so I could talk about that. I can't wait for the NFL to be done so I could talk about hockey where things make fucking sense. And if, oh, okay, for the last part, the players. No player has said, you know what, I want to play for a black coach. I haven't seen that once. Marshawn Lynch, Sherman, Colin Kaepernick, all these super outspoken fucking, Colin Kaepernick, when he tried out, he didn't say no to any team that had a white coach. Mr. Everything in the world is racist. Didn't say, I will only play for these three teams because they have black coaches. What? 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 Everything's racist and you'll still go play for a white coach just because it makes you more money? Fuck you. Fuck you, I say. Twice. Piece of shit. Fuck out of my life. You didn't use your fucking plan. Every two seconds of your fucking life is using your platform to say, you know what? This is racist. This is ra- That's racist. Everything I see is racist except for the fucking Uyghurs I kill to make my fucking Nike shit that I make money off of. But even Colin Kaepernick was still willing to play for white coaches. Even though this week you would think that is the biggest crime of racism we've ever seen. Fuck slavery. Fuck the KKK. The biggest racism in America is that we don't have enough black fucking coaches, you motherfuckers. The fuck out of my life. So that's how stupid. No players think that's right. No players are begging Fire Pete Carroll after winning the Super. File, fire Bill Belichick. Fire all these guys that are giving us winning season. Matt LaFleur, the most successful coach in three years ever. Fire his cracker ass. Give me a blackie. You don't hear Devontae Adams or anyone say that. And this is what the straw man guys say. See, the, the players know that it's stupid. So, well, yeah, but they're not coming out and telling you. They're also not coming out and saying, hey, Colin, shut the fuck up. Why? Because they like it. They like to be, oh yeah, we are the victims, even though we're worth $100 million. I'm a victim. Feel bad for me. Buy my shit. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Let's let's go. Uh, Vegas Bengals uh, came down. Oh, let's go in order. Let's go uh, the least dominant games to the most dominant. Which I think is a surprising way to look at things. So, least dominant game... Thank God, 49ers Cowboys. Why thank God? Because Packers get 49ers. They suck. Oh, but they looked really good. They looked really good. Just put a spy on Debo Samuels. That's it. They can't do shit. Garoppolo has like a separated shoulder and a broken fucking thumb. He's not going to be able to play in zero degree temperatures. They're going to give the ball Debo Samuels. Have one guy that all he does is watch Debo Samuels. He also has, like, a fucked up leg. Garoppolo's not going to be able to run. Like, ugh. They won by six. I'm so sick of hearing about Dak Prescott. Yes, should have slid earlier. Should have handed the ball off to the ref. The play call was wrong. Dak Prescott played a horrible game. He played a horrible game. I, I don't care about the end of the game. It should have never been like that. They should have won by 14. He played a horrible game. The 49ers played a great first quarter. That in a horrible game. How do you let the Cowboys come anywhere near back when Dak Prescott's playing like horseshit? Alright. The second uh, least dominant win. Bengals Raiders 7 points. 
Bengals won by seven, came down to the last plays. The Raiders clocked the ball like fucking idiots, should have just thrown a fade. I hate the fade, but at least it's something. Why not? You had the time. Just throw a stupid fucking fade. Maybe you get lucky. Um, the one thing that everyone, no one has the balls to say, none of these talking heads who I've been screaming about for the last hour. Uh, no one's saying, hey, would the team have gone farther with Gruden? If Gruden stayed their coach all season in the postseason, would they have gone farther? It's a fun question. Instead of talking about Dak Prescott not handing off the ball because him and Mike McCarthy are retarded and couldn't figure shit out. Why not talk for two seconds about the impact of Gruden not being there? Maybe that guy wouldn't have plowed his car into some fucking lady. Right? Because Gruden is a scary coach. And he's a coach that people respected. And I bet Gruden would have said, Hey, get your black asses in bed at midnight. Because he's racist. He would say shit like that. Don't be out drinking. And maybe the guy would have. Maybe the guy wouldn't have won and killed that lady. And still been playing. And maybe the team would have played better against the Bengals and such. They were winning just fine under Gruden. About the same. They had a bunch of lucky wins that somehow they kept doing. So yeah, that that was the third most uh, point different game. Most dominant game. Or second least most dominant game. God damn it, I'm getting too drunk. God, my back is fucking killing me too. I need to get set up. I can't wait to move to Austin and have like a desk for all this shit. Uh, that's going to be super helpful. Alright, let's see. Third most or least dominant win. Was that last night? No. Oh, it's the Buccaneers. Buccaneers-Eagles, 16 points. So that's it's also good for the Packers. The Buccaneers could barely beat the Eagles. They're not even on the podium. They're the fourth most dominant team. And the Chiefs played the Steelers. You can't get more more point difference than the Chiefs-Steelers game? You guys fucking suck. Um, Tom Brady, let's see what his stats were. 271, two touchdowns, that's good. Uh, he throws interceptions. He didn't throw an interception that game. He's looking at a bad game soon. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams beat him. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions. And you couldn't put up more points on him? You still let him... For- he turned it into a two-point game. Two touchdowns and conversions, and it's tied. I mean, yeah, it's a dominant win. You kick the shit out of him. But you're embarrassing compared to your components, to your competitors. You're the fourth best. They were the worst seed in our division. And you could barely... Comparatively, barely beat them. This is what I was talking about earlier with the strongman. That great. You seem really good, but these guys seem better. It's all about the world we live in and equal comparisons. All right, next. So that was 16 points. I think next was last night with 23. No, it's a 21. Oh, Steelers Chiefs, 21 points. No one gives a fuck. Great. Chiefs look good. They seem like they could be back, although I wouldn't be surprised if they lose next week. Fuck them. Um, then we have Cardinals-Rams. So this, the, the fun part part from Stafford, okay game, right? He did what he had to. Jo- Goff could have won that game. That was a Goff winning game where it's the quarterback's not the hero you need. Um, it's, 
I don't know what to say. Stafford also didn't have any interceptions, so he's got a bad game coming up. So Tom Brady and Stafford are both due to throw like four interceptions next week. So it'll be mostly who doesn't fuck up the most. Uh, the defense and the running did a lot of the work in that game. Uh, this isn't why you traded for Stafford. I don't think he's proven his worth yet. If he beats the Buccaneers and is actually important in the game, then maybe. But this week, no, that was whatever. Uh, Akers killed Buda Baker, uh, knocked his ass fucking out, and then stood over him and did the dunk it up taunt, which was fucking hilarious because that's a corpse at that point. You were taunting a dead man. Good on you. That was awesome. Um, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about firing Cliff Kingsbury. They got a ton of acquisitions, Debo or Hopkins. They got J.J. Watt, all these guys to win a Super Bowl. Um, and all he did was get that team to the playoffs. So all the money the team spent. I mean, you were a team that should have gone far in the playoffs last year before spending that money. You put Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat, but also spent millions of dollars and only got to the playoffs. Uh, I think I could still see a world where he's fired, just like Mike McCarthy. They both could not have a job next year. Yeah, we made the playoffs. That's not what you were hired for. We have teams that are better than that. Okay, the Cowboys might not be a better team than that, but the Cardinals definitely are. You need a coach who can do his fucking job. And Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, he went on that run at the beginning of the season, but he doesn't seem like the right guy for the job. That's why he always... I mean, he loses at home. How do you lose at home all that time? It's bad. You're not prepared or something. Something's off. You have such an advantage playing at home. Um. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no one's talking about that. They're all shitting on Mike McCarthy, but Cliff Kingsbury has a much better team and can't figure it out. So I might, I might go look for a Flores or someone who can. Caldwell won four games with a team that shouldn't have done that. 1-1. One, one. So, I don't think that's his name. I don't, who's the coach of the Texans? Is it Caldwell? Am I close? Called right? I don't know. Um. Alright, the number one most dominant game. Patriots-Bills. Kick the fuck out of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick walked in there and said, I didn't know what the fuck's going on. Killed them. And right now, so now, if you look at these games, it's 30 points they won by, and the Chiefs could only win by 21. The Bills played the best coach to ever coach football. And they killed him by 30. And the Chiefs played a broken old team that was joking about the fact that they got to the playoffs. Gave up the lead in the first quarter to TJ Watt being a fucking beast. Hot. And they only won by 21. They should have beat their ass like a CFP game. They should have won by like fucking 40. So a lot of people think it's going to be a close game. Maybe because it's in Kansas City, but I definitely am taking the Bills next week. Um, let's let's look at that now. Now that we know that the Buccaneers didn't even make the podium for most dominant teams, even though they played the worst seed, the second worst team in the playoffs. Steelers were the worst, Philadelphia second worst. All right, next week, Packers 49ers in Green Bay. Packers should win. Titans sh- should Kill the Bengals if Derrick Henry's even 75%. The Bengals' whole defense is fucking torn to shreds. Um, and 49ers, too. They have a lot of injuries. If Bose is out 
and Garoppolo can't fucking grip a ball in zero degree weather and you lose that game, I'm going to be so fucking mad. Um, Rams, Buccaneers, I am taking the Rams. I do think they should go in there. I think Stafford still has a lot of prove, and I think he knows it. So he's going to want to prove. If he could take out fucking Tom Brady, that would be huge. Uh, defending champs. Um, and then go into Green Bay and get fucking killed because he made he won what he needed to win. He doesn't need more. Aaron Rodgers needs a Super Bowl to for his legacy. So I do. I'm taking the Rams. Um, and Bills Chiefs. I'll take the Bills. They were more dominant against a good coach. That Allen's on fire now. What can you do to stop him? Their defense is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. And Mahomes has been flaky. Like I said, he didn't have a good first quarter against the Steelers. If <laughs> you do that against the Bills, who can go in a firefight against you, you're done. If their defense scores on you, you're fucking done. Sorry, bro. Um, so those are my predictions. I don't remember the ones I made last week. I'm literally drunk every hour of the day. So, uh, yeah, that'll be really embarrassing if the Titans or the Packers lose because both those teams have so many injuries. I hope Boza doesn't play. Fuck that guy. Get the fuck off my field. Um, and then I got Packers-Rams, and Packers win that. And then I have... Uh, Bills Mafia versus Titans. It'll be at Tennessee. Fuck, who do I take there? I'm going to take the Bills. I just... You don't have a quarterback. I get that Derrick Henry's that fucking good, but the Bills can put up 50 points on you, so that's something. Um, So I'll have Bills versus Packers. I'm going to take the Packers. I think that's what I had. I think I had Bills Packers last week. Yeah. And then... Rodgers will be ready for the firefight. He has the healthier team. He's got pro bowlers on his defense. Unlike the Bills. <laughs> you motherfuckers suck. Um, fuck, I had one more point I wanted to make before I called it quits. Packers, Packers, Packers. It had to be a Packers point. The Bengals are all hurt. Buccaneers. Oh, how cool would it be if the Pack... I mean, I took the Rams, but also I don't want to see Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady so much. But if the Packers took care of the 49ers, played the Buccaneers, took care of the Buccaneers, then went to the playoff Super Bowl and won, I mean, that's a great story. The 49ers took us out in the playoffs two years ago, fucking crush them in Green Bay. Like, our team should be so angry going against them that they just fucking crush them. And then you got the Buccaneers, who took us out last year. Our team should be so angry. Why'd they take us out? Because they fucking ran a stupid fucking Hail Mary to Scotty fucking Miller, who only got eight and a half yards last week. <sighs> that receiving, he got, I'm sorry, he got 17 and a half because he made a nine-yard run. My bad. Uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck Scotty Miller. If there's one guy I would hang, it's his little white ass. Fuck that guy. Um, speaking of hanging people, why do we not just hang the guy who pushed the girl in front of the subway in New York? I mean, if there's a single city that needs a gallows in it, New York City. Crime has run rampant. It's like the old West there. Fucking put gallows in Times Square and just have people fucking hanging. It'd be awesome. Also, this trains thing in LA. So every fucking ship stuck off the coast in Long Beach Harbor. It's, it's LA Harbor. No, it's in Long Beach, you fucking morons. Um... 
And if they finally get the crates off and onto trains, there's like a passage where the trains have to slow down and people are jumping on the trains, cutting the locks, getting in and stealing everything off the train. And it's just like boxes everywhere and shit that they didn't want. They just throw back on the tracks as they go through everything. Who knew we were going to have train robberies again? Like a hundred years since that was an issue. It's like, oh no, they're back. Train robberies. That's the thing. Like Billy the Kid was the last known train robber. And now we have... A scourge of train robberies in LA. That's fucking hilarious. You guys are a fucking joke. Gavin Newsom, you fucking piece of shit. You're such a joke. You have no cops there. It's one section. It's a mile of track that you have to protect and no one's protecting it. You fuck faces. I fucking hate you. But that's Joe Biden's America. We're worrying about crimes we haven't worried about in a hundred years. Next, we're going to have to worry about Jack the Ripper killing fucking whores. Huh. That's great. Thank you, Joe. You fucking did it. All right, that's my show. I got to finish my whiskey and go downstairs and act sober and then go bowling. So, good day for me.